0: Sawate disskipuli and sawate omnes. Welcome again to another episode of Latin and Laymans. I'm taking a break from doing some non y things to dive back into Latin here, Latin land, as I like to call it. And uh, with that being said, my plan is to go over third declension nouns for today. So now that we've gone over all of first declension feminine, and then second declension, including the masculine and neuter, plus some substantive nouns. We're gonna go into third declension nouns here, okay? Which means that we're gonna open up an entirely new set of vocabulary to be able to pull from, right? We have a certain amount of words that are delegated to each declension, uh, hence why we have these declensions. Um, And so now, Introducing the third declension introduces an array of new possibilities in translating uh, nouns in Latin. Okay, so a fair question to ask, and one which some of you may be asking, right, is why is there a third declension? Well, in fact, the third declension is Latin's catch-all category for nouns. So into it have been put all nouns whose bases ends with consonants yep um really any yeah any consonant actually that makes third declension very different from first and second declension right first declension as you'll remember is dominated by an a stem noun like femina and um kira right second declension is dominated by o or u stem nouns like amicus or oculus um you know, the uh, also the way that I think about it in proper names and nouns back in antiquity would be like feminine Julia. Uh, a common one that I mentioned before was Lesbia, uh, Cleopatra, um, Domina, uh, as opposed to the masculine counterpart being Julius, Brutus, Marcus. So there you go. And then Caesar, like puer and weir, okay? You remember those irregularities where there is uh an er at the nominative singular. Anyways, because of those vowels, uh we are given a bit of consistency with those declensions. Yay. Not But the same is not true with third declension, where one form, the nominative singular, is defected by the fact that its ending s runs into a wide variety of consonants found at the end of the base of third declension nouns, and the collision of those consonants causes irregular forms to appear in the nominative singular. Yay. AKA nay. But you know what? It is what it is. That's the bad news the good news the bonus uh as opposed to the mollus or the mala or the malum is that only one case and number is affected by this the nominative singular that's kind of cool so let's take note of that right we got a little things to remember here and there all the other case endings begin with vowels and consonants running into vowels does not create the same kind of problem that consonants running into consonants do Thus after the nominative singular third declension forms are regular and predictable. So let's go ahead and uh, I'm going to go over the recitation of them from the nominative uh, all the way through the ablative minus the vocative for now because it's always the same as the nominative, remember. So um, these are going to be just the endings going from the nominative to the ablative singular then plural so, I don't say anything in the nominative because it is irregular, so I just kind of go. <clears throat> I just kind of like grunt, you know. Uh, you you can do whatever you want. Uh, genitive then is is, I m a, a's um ibus a's ibus, is I m a, a's um ibus a's ibus. Up until now, we haven't learned any third declension nouns, so we'll have to get one of our new uh, words. So let's use the word kiwitas, kiwitatis, which is a feminine word meaning state. Okay, so starting in the nominative, it would be kiwitas then into the genitive singular, kiwitatis, kiwitati, kiwitatem, kiwitatē, kiwitatēs in the nominative plural, kiwitatum in the genitive plural, kiwitatibus, kiwitatēs, kiwitatibus. All right, so while the third declension looks very different in form from the first and second, its translation is the same. So kiwitas, the state being the subject, kiwitatis of the state, or the states with a little ticky mark yes if you guys remember me the apostrophe yes um kiwitati I'm sorry for that little brain fart right there to or for the state which is as much as I'm willing to do for the state right now so I think you guys get it with me applying to the rules of Kiwitatem or Kiwi Kiwitas. Um that being said uh, let's just go into those endings and uh, maybe pull some patterns that we'll get into in a little bit in order to help us kind of encode it into our brains a little bit better uh, for better retrieval later on. Always love that for us. Those endings used in the masculine and feminine gender, um, but the third declension includes all three genders. So they lump together the masculine and feminine as one gender uh, or one declension table, aka the one that I just went over now, and then they separate the neuter one in a different one, okay? So luckily, masculine and feminine just kind of, you know, they're the same, so you don't have to memorize but just one table. So uh, also, unlike the first and second declension, all three genders in the third declension are in similar fashion. So only the neuter has a slight variation that we're going to go over into now. Here are the neuter third declension endings. So notice, though, that between these and their masculine and feminine counterparts is in the nominative, accusative, and vocative cases. Let's look at the plural first. So in the place of E as found in the nominative and accusative plural of the masculine and feminine, there is an A. In the singular, the nominative, the neuter neuter nominative, rather, and accusative plural of the masculine and feminine uh, was an Indo-European trait inherited by Latin essentially. So, but that does not mean that the raw base simply sits there because many of the bases in the raw form were considered unpronounceable by the Romans. These bases, um, are lonely and often change form. So therefore let's get into the neuter third declension word tempus as it declines as follows tempus, tempi, tempi, tempi. I'm sorry. Start over. Reset. Tempus, tempis, tempi, tempus, tempe, tempa, tempum, tempibus, tempor, I am, this one's rough for me, temporum, temporaibus, tempora, temporibus. There we go. Okay, so that is again, tempus, temporis, tempori, tempus, tempore. Tempus in the vocative singular. If you want to include that, remember the same as the nominative singular. Tempora, temporum, temporibus, tempora, temporibus. Okay, there we go. Struggled with that. Thank you for sticking with me during that mess. Okay. Now that we've gone over Mr. Connolly's really awful recitation because he's not the best with all the recitation in Latin. He likes Latin for different reasons. Remember. Anyways, let's look at some patterns that are useful in helping us to memorize the regular third declension nominative singular forms, as well as just in general, let's just think about it a little bit, uh, review and, uh, wrap it up. So if a base ends in G or C, when it's combined with a nominative singular ending S, normally the nominative singular ending will appear as an X such as Rex rex regis meaning king or lex legis meaning law or pax p-a-x pockies meaning uh or pax pockies rather meaning peace or wokes v-o-x wokes wokies meaning voice or duke dukes dukes meaning leader or lux luckies meaning light secondly or the second one to remember is if the base runs in t, nt or d, and runs into the s. Um, most often, that will happen. Or what will happen rather is the nominative singular will end in s. Sometimes ns, such as virtus, virtutis, meaning courage, or kiuitas, kiuitatis, meaning state, salus, salutis, meaning health, and laus, laudis, meaning praise, the no, the noun version of laudo, laudare, meaning to praise. Another one, another one. If the base ends in on or in and runs into the S, it will contract down all the way to the same letter O, such as homo hominis, meaning human, or virgo organis, meaning virgin, or the name kikoro, Ciceronis, meaning ki, uh, cicero, or you know, Kikoro, if you want to pronounce it correctly, the great Roman orator. Another one. If the base ends in R, when S is added, the nominative singular will be E-R, as in pater, patris, meaning father. Mater, matrice, meaning mother. Frater, fratris, meaning brother. That one's pretty simple, right? We get the words paternity. Uh, we get fraternity from those, matriarchy from those, m- matrimony actually um so there's some cognates for you guys to uh think about if the base ends in a r with s added it will remain as a r as in caesar as in caesar or kaiser caesar, kaisaris meaning caesar the roman general or exemplar exemplaris, meaning example if the base ends in o r and is masculine and feminine noun or feminine noun rather Uh, With S added, it stays as OR, as in LABOR, LABORIS, meaning work, or AMOR, AMORIS, meaning love, SOROR, SORORIS, meaning sister, like a sorority. If the word is O-R or E-R and is neuter and is added, it will change to U-S. Remember, there's no ending being added here, so it's actually a different contraction from AMOR or LABOR such as tempus temporis, meaning time, corpus corporis, meaning body, opus operis, meaning work, like to operate, and genus generis, meaning sort or kind. If the base ends in IT and S is added, the result will either be ES or UT, as in milites, milites. Militis, um meaning soldier are kaput kapitis, meaning head. I'm sorry y'all if you guys are actual like classicists listening to this right now. I know I'm not pronouncing these that great. Bear with me. Don't 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 hound me. Or you can if you want to, it's okay. If the base ends in U L or O L and S is added, the result is either O or O ool in the nominative singular such as sol solis meaning son consul consulis, meaning count council or consul rather a high executive officer in the a roman government this should drive home the point the third declension is the catch-all okay so those are those are all the ones that i want to go over those are long drawn out we're going to put them away now okay Um, it's this catch all category, especially if all these irregularities make the third declension seem overly complicated. Remember that these irregularities only involve the nominative singular. So that's the beautiful part about it. If these patterns do not help you in memorizing piece, please feel free to ignore them. But you know, I'm always about finding patterns and it, it really helps with memorization. So, Here's the third declension noun, amor, meaning love fully declined, minus the vocative, of course. Um, We'll do this real quickly, and then we'll go ahead and uh, leave it be, because I think that's all I got for you guys. So if we were to add the first or second declension adjective, verus, meaning true, creating the noun adjective cluster, true love, this is what the noun adjective cluster cluster would look like in Latin. It would be Amor weros, Amoris Weri, Amori Wero Amorem werum, Amore Wero. In the plural amores weri amorum werorum uff, amoribus weris amores weros amoribus weris. Note though the endings do, do not look alike, these two words do in fact agree in number, gender, and case. But their endings look different because they go. They belong to different declensional systems. Ah uh-huh. ha! So now, when we start to add adjectives and nouns together in um, from, bridging from different declensions, we are going to be getting words that match in gender, number, and case, but they might not match in form like they did before. Okay, so. That is a little thing that I wanted us to uh, to just consider, think about, let it percolate in the mind. And yeah, so another one to think about, third declension feminine with, an adju- with a second declension adjective attached to it, kiwitas libera. Do these different looking endings on the noun and adjective make sense to you? And can you translate those noun adjective clusters? Kiwitas libera. Could you do that as the third declension kiwitas and the second declension liber adjective, right? Uh, a free state is how that would be translated, by the way. One more to think about and look at. Third declension neuter noun with a first slash second declension adjective attached to it, tempus multum. Meaning, much time. Do these endings here make sense to you? And can you translate this noun adjective cluster slash decline it? Thank you again, everybody. Wale and Tempus est discellere. Everybody enjoy their day. Uh, it is the Super Bowl today in 2022. Apparently, it's supposed to be the biggest or the highest betted game in history. Um, Yikes. But anyways, uh, I think I'm rooting for the Bengals, man. They haven't won, won in a long, long time. Although the Rams haven't either since they've been with St. Louis. But you know what? We'll see. You know what? Have you all a great Sunday.